0: The Fall Guy Only in theatres May 3rd Rated PG-13
1: Brought to us by Tire Power Brands you can trust Like Maxis Tires Big holiday sale On now Now we are Extremely fortunate To be joined By Jared Walsh Live from Qatar Walshy, How are you going?
0: Good morning Or good afternoon Gents Thank you very much For having me On uh, FENSA It's uh, a pleasure To be speaking with you Um, I'm still trying to Gather my bearings, but it's it's pretty incredible to be over here, to be honest, on the eve of uh, a must-win game for Australia, who are taking on Tunisia. Um, it's it's almost win or go home for the Socceroos, boys, so there's a bit of anticipation amongst the Australian fans, but it's, uh, it's going to be interesting.
1: It will be now. Walsh, you've got Dan Menzel here with Paul Bonso, and we're very curious to find out, first of all, before we get on to the Socceroos, your experience thus far in Qatar. There's obviously been a lot of media around the world and here in Australia about the conditions, about how the atmosphere is, the lack of alcohol at stadiums. Just give us a little brief uh, intro into how your experience has been.
0: Well, the first experience, as soon as I say that I'm Australian, they say, Australia, so do you know the Ken Farmer medalist in Daniel Menzel? And like, <laughs> absolutely. So it's easy Brilliant. to make an association. And then they're like, hold on, you also know, Sports broadcaster, Paul Bonza. So that's how I make my kind of in to the fans. But look, it's, it's a weird one, boys, because I feel like I'm in the World Cup bubble over here. Um, so I'm just embracing everything for what it is. But speaking to a couple of people who have been to previous World Cups, yes, it is different because, look, we're in the middle of the desert. There's not much to do on our down days. There's only so many desert safaris you can do and walking around and having a look at some local markets. Um, What I love is walking around and seeing so many people wearing the colours of the country. And I feel that football or soccer, however you want to call it, is unmatched when it comes to patriotism. When you are supporting the sports, you can really see so many different cultures. Just to give you an understanding, I'm staying in an apartment block with a ground announcer representing every country competing in the World Cup. So I'm actually getting to know all of these people. And it feels like our own kind of little... World Cup. The the no beer thing, yes, it's having an impact on some fans, but I also think if that's your biggest concern in life, you've you've probably got another conversation that you need to have if you're relying on alcohol to have a good time. Um, It's different. It's absolutely different. It's definitely going to be one of these experiences that we look back on and go, wow, remember that time there was a FIFA World Cup in Qatar, but I don't want to get bogged down in all of that. I just want to embrace everything that's beautiful about the world game. And we've seen it, you know. We saw what happened with Argentina, the story about Leo Messi, um, Cristiano Ronaldo last night, uh, our time with Portugal. There's so many little stories bubbling along where you walk around and, yes, it feels like there is a World Cup happening. So uh, I just encourage everybody to embrace it for what it is because it's such a beautiful time that happens only every few years.
1: Yes, it sounds incredible, Walshie. And uh, isn't it great you get to debrief when you get back from the game with every other announcer from every other country and just find out how they went? And uh, on that, I want to find out how was the uh, experience for you introducing the Aussies for the first time against France?
0: Yeah, it was unreal, Dan. It was uh, incredible, to be honest. It was one of those things where I had to take a moment to look around and go, I'm just a... an old, bald bloke from South Australia, and here I am representing the the country in something that I love doing. But um, I think it's a real credit to FIFA and the organisers to say that they wanted the fans to have a real international experience, and they wanted the home announcer from every country to give that home feel. So, you know, I I was giving the the player introductions with the way that I do it for the Socceroos matches. Um, It made the players feel like they were at home as well. The other thing was... That the in-stadium DJ asked us to provide five songs that um, the players wanted to hear to fire them up for a game. So we had Men at Work, Land Down Under. We had Daryl Great White Horses playing Thunderstruck. So there were moments where you're like, we're, we're in Australia at the moment. Obviously, the result didn't go our way, but you can tell every effort is being made to make it feel like an Australian match. And the supporters are showing up. Um, it's yeah, it's a, it's a really surreal experience that I think I'll look back on and reflect and while I'm in the moment, I'm trying to embrace it as much as possible, but I think it's going to take a bit of time to go, wow, that just happened. Being there while she uh, at at the ground, when Craig Goodwin, the South Australian scores the first goal for Australia. Uh, Did you lose your mind a little? I certainly did bond. Uh, It was amazing. I actually stood up and started running along the sideline because I'm sitting pitch side. So I've got the best seats in the house and the other ground announcer had to grab me and say, who scored the goal? Who scored the goal? And I'm like, it's the person who's celebrating right now. It's Craig Goodwin. It's Adelaide's Craig Goodwin. So that was awesome. And, you know, Craig flew over his partner, Caitlin, um, their young son, Ezra, his mum and dad, and his best mate as well. So they were there to see it. Um, It's a weird one, I think, because it's wonderful that Craig scored and Australia scored but we shouldn't take away the disappointment from losing that match 4-1. France are world-class. I mean, they're the reigning champions. There were areas of our game where we really need to improve if we want to match it with Tunisia. There's a lot of fans from Tunisia here, and they're a really tough opposition. So um, that that moment was brilliant. For the boys, they're going to go, we're not just here to make up the numbers. We really want to compete. And they, they want to show that Australian football has what it takes to mix it with the rest of the world. Speaking of fans, many Aussies over there, mate? There are actually. I had a very strange in, encounter where I was on a bus going to the local railway here, like the Metro, and I just looked out of, outside of the bus and it was former Adelaide United Captain Stefan Mork just walking around. And I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and he said, I'm just here for the World Cup. And I'm like, that's such a small world. And he introduced me to his local um, Euros store. So I got a Euros there, which is very nice. And that's Stefan Mork's local now, but... This is the thing, boys, you you wear your Australian top when you walk around and instantly it's a, hey, how are you, where are you from? And funnily enough, um, the groundskeeper at the stadium the Socceroos are playing at is actually from the Gold Coast. The groundskeeper from another um, stadium here was previously working at the MCG. There's, there's Australians everywhere. We're taking over, which is great.
1: That is absolutely great. Um, how is the weather over there? Is it extremely hot? Is it not too bad? There's obviously been a lot of conjecture about having a World Cup in the middle of a, a summer, which is obviously winter because they've accommodated for Qatar. But how's the conditions?
0: Uh, I, I would like to say that it's it's a hot but a comfortable hot. I'm standing outside at the moment, and it's ten twenty in the morning, and It'd be, uh, look, high 20s at the moment. There's no humidity, which is great because it's the middle of winter. The other thing about um, the weather is at night time it gets quite cool, but the stadiums are all air conditioned. So the stadiums are freezing. You go in there and they have all of these huge vents blasting out air. So it feels like you are in an air conditioned environment where you need to put a jacket on inside the venue because it's so cold in there.
1: Yeah, okay, that's okay. That's not too bad then. That's bearable. Um, Now, I want to move on to the Aussies' next game against Tunisia. Uh, Can we beat them? And what do we need to do, in your opinion, to get over the line?
0: There's a lot of unknown about Tunisia. Um, They ultimately have a really competitive side that shouldn't be taken for granted. I mean, they drew nil all with Denmark. So that speaks volumes of how good they can be. Um it's a, it's a hard one when Australia plays France first up because, as I said, the, the class of Mbappe, Dembele, Giroud, like these are, these are world-class players. So, look, I think what Australia needs to do is go out the way we did in the first 20 minutes of the match um, against France, continue the attack. We've got a lot of firepower on the bench as well. If you think about Aware Mobile, who's a former Adelaide United player, um, Jason Cummings came off the bench, one of our strikers. We also had Jamie McLaren, who's one of the best goal, uh, goal scorers in A-League history there. So I feel that Graham Arnold might make a couple of changes. Um, tactically, there were a few errors, I think. But, I mean, what can you do when you've got one of the best players in the world with Mbappe playing on you? So I feel for Nathaniel Akson a little bit. I just think we need to go out attack. We need to back our boys in and, and just see what happens. But, obviously... In, in a situation like this, you just can't fall asleep whenever you are playing because um, these teams are going to make you pay. This is what the World Cup's all about. We saw that in the Argentina game against um, Saudi Arabia. You know, Argentina had three goals disallowed. Saudi Arabia make the most of their opportunities, and they win. So you just can't take anything for granted. Well, she one more before we let you go, and appreciate your time, mate. Um, the Japanese are getting... Uh, Big press over here for cleaning up after themselves. Are you looking? Are you cleaning up
1: after yourself as well?
0: Uh, absolutely, and uh, I'm also a really good liar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, Jared Walsh, mate. We could speak to you all day about obviously Qatar and everything that's happening over there. We want to wish you all the best against T- Tunisia. No pressure, but make sure you get the Aussies over the line for us.
0: Ken Farmer, Paul Bonza, great to speak with you both, and keep smashing on the radio. Looking forward to seeing you when I get back. All right.
1: Thanks, Walshy. Thank you, Walshy. There you go, Jared Walsh. There, live from Qatar in the morning over there, bonds.